0: Remember Dr. Cashew's definition of violence? Using brain force to influence change. Well, how do we calculate brain force? Well, easy. Focus times interventions times persistence. In this episode, the good Dr. Cashew focuses on the persistence part of the equation. Real life often throws a wrench in your plans, making it difficult to focus and acts as easy permission to give up. Let's talk about it. Roll the intro. And welcome to Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. And on today's episode, we are going through another one of Dr. Cashy's fixes for, in this case, failing to persist and five traps to look out for. So a few episodes back. Third person, Dr. Cashew, described his take on the colloquial phrase, violence is the answer. And during that episode, he broke down Dr. Cashew's definition of violence. The working definition is using brain force to influence change, right? Dr. Cashew's brain force is defined as focus times interventions times persistence. The more defined your problem, the more effective your methods, tactics, and tools, the longer your continued effort working around sabotage and interruptions, the greater the brain force you can generate. Okay, translated The greater the brain force you can generate, the greater the influence you have over change. Therefore, Dr. Cashew's definition of violence is operationalized as using brain force to influence change. Okay, so an in-depth explanation of the practicality of that equation, just make sure to go to the the episode of Dr. Cashew's Violence is the Answer Defined. Today, we are just focusing on the persistence part. Conveniently, Mrs. Cashew coached me a bit this morning keeping up with my persistence, funny enough. It does happen, we all need it. (laughs) Making this episode, for example, requires some level of persistence. I whined her that I could easily, and people often do, uh, condense all the messaging down to a bumper sticker and a slogan, right? Contemporarily, these are, I guess, motivational memes. (laughs) I was citing other people's failure to persist as a way to justify my own failure to persist. Losing our beloved brain force, forsooth. The cognitive momentum would die. (laughs) For example, I could just appropriate the phrase, just do it, right? I could appropriate the phrase, just do it, adding a colorful background or a sexy sweaty person behind the text (laughs) and post it to Tacogram or whatever and be on my way, right? What else is there to say? After all, that's it, just do it. Dr. Keshe cannot be gratified with his contribution to the world, right? Maybe in the world of bumper sticker slogans, I suppose this would be sufficient. Uh, In every other circumstance, I I think this is an insult to everybody else's time and intelligence. So she tapped me on the head like you would a small dog, and she said convincingly, Mr. Cashy, if bumper sticker slogans and memes were all that were required, then that's all we would use. And yeah, she does call me Dr. Cashy in situations like that. Feels good. (laughs) It feels good to get a taste of your own medicine, though. Alas, Dr. Cashy must persist. We all know there's way more to solving problems than you can do it, just do it, persistence pays off, stick with it, don't never give up. In fact, I have a whole nerd rant on motivational phrases, you should check that out as well, the insert motivational quote here, nerd rage. <laughs> we all know this stuff is BS, and it works about as good as telling an angry person to stop being so angry. Uh, you may as well pour gasoline on a fire, all right? So how is persistence commonly defined? Uh, I actually think persistence is commonly defined in the context of obstinance and stubbornness. Uh, Like, I'm not a quitter, rehab is for quitters, you know? Uh, Stubbornness and rigidness, especially in the face of ample data to change direction. Often people end up pumping time and energy and other resources into something because they would hate to see it fail, otherwise known as a sunk cost, okay? Continuously injecting cash into a failing business, overbearing exercise programs, especially when injured, a ridiculous diets, grinding through even though you're miserable and hate it. Obscene amounts of time and energy to win at some petty competition, which you probably fabricated in your head and the only person who knows it's happening. <laughs> Essentially, uh, most anything you continue doing because you want to prove people wrong. Even if, especially if that person is you. This is classical overcompensation. If you ever think, oh, show them, then you're probably being obstinate. This is pointless or misdirected persistence. The supreme irony of this situation is that it is mental flexibility that is the only feasible way to continuously solve problems. Otherwise, you're just ignoring or neglecting them. Big difference. You can grind away and be stubborn, and that's a great way to burn the candle at both ends. Again, ignoring or neglecting the stuff that's keeping you from progressing and trying to progress anyway. Like this wonderful cartoon, right? I think, I think that, uh... <laughs> Man, it's like riding a bicycle with square tires, right? It's like clunking down the street on a bike with square tires, square wheels. No pain, no gain, right? <laughs> okay. So what does persistence really mean, and why is it important? As of right now... My working definition of persistence is the length of continuous effort, that is, how much you're taking a reasonable plan, keeping at it, continuing on, working through roadblocks, assessing and addressing self sabotage, escaping and avoiding traps, and various other real life distractions. So, this is your stick with itness, as it were, especially in the face of what are essentially life's inconveniences. Okay? and accumulating and analyzing TKN's internal data, Dr. Kashi's study of private client success yields three major insights, okay? One, we get thrown off course. Hi, Susanna. We get thrown off course, most times because we're feeling rebellious or upset about something, right? And the feeling of rebelliousness and upsetness is the result of the stories we tell ourselves. Okay. Typically taking the form of self-sabotaging micro conversations, maybe in a few seconds or less, there could have been some unlucky happening. And then your perception of what happened, you tell yourself a story, you get upset or rebellious or whatever. Right. And so the second part is even if the original idea compelling us to be rebellious or upset is long gone happened forever ago, we stay rebellious and upset or it gets brought back to life because we continue to do and think in ways that keep the idea alive. You strengthen that feedback loop, teaching ourselves, literally learning to think and act in a rebellious and upset state. So this leads me to the third insight, which is the only method with any accuracy, meaning it works, and precision, meaning it's repeatable, is leveraging persistence. Continuously and ruthlessly disputing, thinking, and acting opposite of those self-sabotaging thoughts stories and ideas the first two insights they make sense and they' and they're slightly motivating I think it means that the roadblocks keeping you from progressing are, are more or less in your control rather than the result of some cosmic dice roll and that's liberating I think however the third you know leveraging persistence has a slightly different flavor because it requires admittedly hard work and practice practice specifically putting your theoretical knowledge of your thoughts and behaviors into a bucket and orienting that bucket towards active problem solving. So what conditions foster what this this failure to to persist? What, what fosters the condition of failure to persist? Uh, and I must say, I did appropriate the failure to thrive condition, which is characterized as typically abnormally slow growth, growth of a child, um, most notably from malnutrition, typically. Uh, Failure to persist in that vein is slower. No growth of an adult (laughs) Here are five common reasons for failing to persist. All right. The first big one is Entitlement to immediate satisfaction with a low threshold for discomfort. This is kind of like Amazon Prime syndrome as it were Uh, I work so hard and I don't see or feel a difference doctor cashier stupid dummy head. this plan sucks Right as if your body owes you something work with your coach follow the data Your mind and body are pretty good at keeping score. Probe it the right way and ask it the right questions. Uh, The next one is really needing to know how it all began. Right, Putting off changes or major change or putting off persisting in a plan because you feel that if you you know what caused all the problems, that if you figured out what caused them, you'd spontaneously be cured of all of them. Um, Even though something may have happened before, It is the current ways you feel and act that are perpetuating that problem. For that reason, Dr. Cashew would like to remind everybody that the solution to their present problems lies in the present, okay? Next, number three, feeling worthless as a reason to fail in persistence, okay? Assuming that any attempt at change is wasted time because you only think of the ugly stuff that happens, okay? Especially the times you've other tried in it and it worked out a way differently than you had hoped, okay? See your previous attempts at what they are. They're experiments. A goofed up experiment is a bit different than a worthless person, all right? So here's number four, identifying with self-defeat. This is one that we focus on ton uh, behind the curtain over here at TKN. And this is where you are so used to beating yourself up all the time. It's so familiar and so ingrained in your everyday life that you might be scared or confused what's left after it's gone. This is also synonymous with... uh, you know, fear of success possibly, where you identify with the sort of person you are so hard and it is so ingrained that if it changed, might be strange to see what's left or, what, or how you build it back up, okay? And then fifth is a big one. And that's starting with the end in mind. In, in this context, uh, it is assuming accidentally or purposefully that changes are permanent. The changes that you make are permanent and that you can go back to what you were previously doing and keep all the progress you made. It's kind of like a, are we there yet? Sort of situation. As soon as you start asking that, then everything is with the end in mind. And hint, this is why Dr. Kashi is so obsessed with cognitive flexibility and what's best for you rather than what the textbooks say is best, okay? And he reads a lot of textbooks, okay? (laughs) I think comedian Jim Gaffigan, I think that's the name, Gaffigan. uh, He makes a salient point about this one, using fitness in one of his comedy shows. It actually floats around as one of those silly internet comic meme things, okay? And he says, the most annoying are those people in the gym that are exceptionally good shape. What are you doing here? You're done. (laughs) And one, that's hilarious. But two, it also implies that any change you make sticks around forever. (laughs) Interesting. This is interesting to me, okay? This is just as much about strengthening your new feedback loops as it is relatively weakening your old feedback loops. It's impossible to delete old loops, only shrink them relative to the one you're actively growing. You're always learning, you can only add to the system. So check out my learning was bad for you episode for more in depth explanation there. You're always learning and you're always allocating those learning points and you're making some loops grow. You have control over which ones are growing and all the other ones end up shrink relative to that point, okay? So a little bit of wrap-up here. (laughs) Um, A little bit of summarizing what to do about failure to persist. Okay, so in this episode of Coffee with Cashy, Dr. Cashy argues and underscores why persistence is vital and ultimately persistence's role in reaching goals and solving problems. Okay, Dr. Cashy also discusses the major traps and roadblocks impeding you from becoming adequately persistent, thus causing a persistent paradox, that is... The more persistent you are with the thoughts and behaviors keeping you from being persistent, the more problems you create, requiring appreciable persistence to solve them. (laughs) That's a tongue twister, eh? So when you feel yourself shying away, hesitating to persist, then it behooves you, as Dr. Cashy loves to do, weigh out the positives and the negatives. There is persistence in every circumstance. Continuing and giving up. There's persistency, either persistency. There's persistence either way, okay? Even if the story you tell, like, continuing, if you continue, there's persistence. If you give up, there's persistence. Even if the story you tell yourself is that the giving up part is temporary. Again, persistence persists. Therefore, let us weigh the options in terms of persistence and discomfort, okay? Which discomfort would you rather say yes to? Get out the whiteboard here. Would you rather say yes to the? Would you rather say yes to the discomfort of pers- persisting through your problems, or would you rather say yes to the discomfort of your problems persisting through you? Okay, there's persistence either way. There's discomfort either way. So it's the discomfort of persisting through your problems, or the discomfort of your problems persisting through you. Once you decide that, ask yourself a short question and give yourself an honest-to-goodness answer. Do I need help persisting? Do I need help? Because it's easy to think of persistence as like sticking with the plan until I get the thing, uh, which admittedly through firsthand experience uh, is a totally super sweet benefit. Uh, However, Dr. Cashew posits, it's less about what persistence gets you and more about what you become by virtue of persisting. Okay, so if you want Dr. Kashi to help you strengthen your persistence muscles, make sure to let him know he has your back. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out!